Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Welcome. My name is Caroline Moasasi, and I'm FACT's Roundtable podcast host. I'm honored to take on this role with FACT, as I'm also a passionate allergy and asthma advocate on the national and international level, a parent of children with food allergies, and the founder of GratefulFoodie.com. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of FACT's Roundtable podcast. We're catching up with food allergy educator, musician, and entrepreneur Kyle Dine. Even though COVID-19 disrupted his spring 2020 tour, he is doing his part to boost the spirits of children worldwide. Kyle is also going to give us a peek into his next endeavor. Kyle Dine performs food allergy awareness assemblies for elementary schools across North America. His brand of fun and educational performances uses music, puppets, and games to engage audiences with age-appropriate content. He has released two CDs and an educational DVD, which was funded through Kickstarter. He is a keynote speaker and is the founder and CEO of AllergyTranslation.com, which is soon to become Equal Eats. Welcome, Kyle. It's really good to speak to you again. I believe the last time I saw you was at the Fact Teen Retreat this last October. Yes, that's right. That was such a great weekend, an incredible event, and it's great to talk to you again. Well, it's very good to speak to you again. As you probably know, you've been an inspiration and friend to the food allergy community for years, and I just want to make sure you're hearing our thank yous. So thank you for educating the thousands, I don't know, maybe to millions now, of children with or without food allergies. It's honestly a dream job for me, and uh, I do what I do because, I, you know, when I was a kid growing up with all of my food allergies, I just wish there was someone like that in front of my, my peers and my classmates telling us all that it's okay uh, and to, to spread awareness. Right, let's jump into our first question. So tell us about your recent cancellations and how many children have been impacted. We know you were about to start a tour. I, I was absolutely gutted. When you know, I, I started making the connections that uh, this tour was not going to happen. I absolutely love going on the road. I love going from school to school across North America, educating kids about food allergies. So um, at the end of the day, it will probably be around 35, possibly 40 schools that will be impacted by this, which you know, realistically is a reach of about 25,000 students that I would have educated face-to-face. So for me, it's the first time in over a decade that I have not gone on the road in May doing education for food allergies. So it's a bit surreal. I actually get to spend my birthday at home for the first time. So <laughs> that'll be a treat. But other than that, uh, I'm really going to miss it. it. It's a tough time, but um, I'm trying to make the most of it. I heard that you were doing your part and that you just performed your first worldwide virtual concert. So how did that go? <laughs> so I had no idea how how it would come across, especially I'm in the same boat as everybody else. I've got a, a child at home, a four-year-old daughter named Zora. So she's part of, you know, everything right now around us when we're working. And I decided to just 
throw her into the show as well. So it was a, a bring your child to work day, but my work is broadcast to, to many people. So I didn't know how it would go. She's four. And, you know, luckily she rose to the occasion. We, uh, we had a lot of fun together. She is a very allergy aware child just because of me practicing allergy songs all the time at home. But uh, it was a very fun experience, and we started to just do them on a weekly basis to just spread education during this time and some uplifting joy to uh, kids that are at home. Now, how does someone learn about these concerts? How do they sign in? So I started just uh, doing them on my Facebook page uh, for Facebook Live events. So I've been doing them every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And I provide uh, info on it in advance of uh, whether it'll be on my page. I've, I've partnered actually with other organizations with FACT, uh, Food Allergy Canada, and I've done uh, that time slot on their pages as well, just to, to further the reach. And what takes place in these concerts? So are you singing? Are the kids supposed to stand up and jump around with you? I've had the benefit of experiencing several of your concerts live, and they are very interactive. So how does that take place on the internet? Uh, it's it's as much as I can do in one living room. Uh, so <laughs> there, there's music. I've got my guitar with me. Uh, I have, luckily, I have enough, all of my puppets with me. So they're part of the show. Um, I converted a, um, a giant laundry rack into a professional puppet stand. So it, it all looks professional. We have nice background graphics. We made the most out of our living room. And then there's games. And we're using the power of, of technology where... I just shut off my, my web camera, I put the cover on for a second, and we play games like What's Missing, where kids have to you know, try to remember all these allergy-related items that were on a tray, and then one goes missing. So it, it actually adds another dimension to the show, which um, tries to utilize the technology. And for me, I love it because, honestly, I'm not the greatest at remembering song lyrics. So I have all of these new song lyrics that I just post on right behind my computer. And I can get away with that with a live show. So it's actually, it's great. I'm trying a lot of new material out. That is so fun. I want to see this laundry rack. At some point, you're going to have to post a photo. That's very funny about the song lyrics. But you know what? I like you're making the lemonade out of lemons. And it sounds like the kids are having fun. And so one personal kind of question, does your daughter have food allergies too? Amazingly, no. And between my multiple food allergies and my wife's celiac disease, we were fully expecting Zora to have at least something. And um, after four years, there's been no signs. So we we feel very fortunate. And um, whenever we go out for dinner, we just sit there in amazement as we watch her just eat freely. That is very amazing. I mean, I I have to say that's pretty awesome. Kyle, do you have any tips for parents for keeping spirits high at home? You know, this is new for all of us. And I think we're all of a sudden giving so much more credit than we probably ever have before to teachers, to to different professions in our society that we're we're really getting a a wake-up call of the value that they really provide. And, you know, just being a parent at home right now, trying to keep structure Trying to keep routine has been really essential um, for spirits or else things, things can kind of get wishy-washy pretty quickly. So that, that has been really important. From day one, we had a family meeting where we kind of laid out our goals of how we wanted to spend this time. And that was from staying healthy to keep learning, um, all these important things for our family. 
And that's kind of been the backbone. And we've, we've branched out from those goals of how are we going to achieve them? Um, and that's kind of defined our routines every day of what's important and, uh, and just some of our rules that are new. And that's helped my, my daughter at least have a framework, which I think is really important for kids during times where it's uneasy. But beyond that, we, I think it's really important to, to, to have fun and keeping those spirits high. And for us, like we, we've part of the routine is we have different theme days now and different activities that we know Saturday is sleep over Saturday. And the mattresses come down to the living room and uh, we just totally do something that we probably never would have before. And, oh, I got to share this one. The best is Sock Off Sunday, where my daughter lives for Sock Off Sunday. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Sock Off before, but it's a game where you try to get each other's people, uh, each other's socks off. And the last person to have a sock on is the winner. And this has made Sunday the most dynamic day of all. So just really silly things that, you know, would we ever play sock off on our bed? Probably not. But uh, we're just trying to make the most of it and have things to look forward to. And that's really lifting my daughter up every single day. Kyle, those are really fun ideas. <laughs> I love the idea of the themes. Not sure how 21-year-old Cyrus and 16-year-old Layla are going to go with it, but I'm going to propose the sock off and I just want to see what's going to happen. Oh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> but, you know, thank you for sharing those really kind of very uplifting and fun ideas of things to do at home. Thank you for joining us today. Next up, we're going to talk to Kyle about his new venture, Equal Eats. You went back to college to earn a master's degree, but your focus was on developing a special inclusive project called Equal Eats. Can you explain what is Equal Eats and why is it important to you? Yeah, I went back to do my master's and um, I, I realized that my current company, Allergy Translation, which provides translation cards for allergic travelers. Uh, it, it did a good job, but um, there was so much that could be done to help solve the problem of helping people dine out safely everywhere on the planet. So um, I, I, for me, it was really important to, to really start at the beginning and really do my research and dig deep from not only just the consumer standpoint for our allergic community, but also on the other side um, of, of the kitchen in the, in the food service side. So I spent really the whole year of just digging deep, doing my research. Um, and, and really it, for me, it was more about the process that then led to the, the products, which I'm very excited to, to be launching shortly. Well, I'm looking at your translation card right now for peanut, and it's real obvious that you put a lot of thought into this card, but can you tell our listeners why this card is very different? Yeah, so for, for, for there's so much work that went into it, I don't even know where to start sometimes, but um, you know, for number one, I wanted a, a really high quality professional card that obviously had a, a professional translation that um, right away would be taken seriously. Uh, you know, the ultimate goal is that, you know, whether, whether you have a food allergy, you have celiac disease, whatever your, your dietary restriction, everybody, I feel, deserves an equal seat at the table, hence the brand name Equal Eats. And, you know, whether it's food allergy right on the very top bar or celiac or intolerance, the main goal at the get-go is for the, the restaurant to know exactly what they're dealing with. So someone's not calling a milk allergy something else and vice versa. And then the right process can, can then be followed in the kitchen. And then 
Um, really, it all stems not only from that, but also trying to get the card into the right hands. So the most important information is very called, it's called out right away. So if someone gets it, they'll see it and they'll see, okay, peanut allergy. And hopefully that enacts in their head, okay, the process where I need to now get the chef who can read all the further details um, within their own procedure. So now when someone goes to your website, what should they expect to find? Uh, when they get to the website, um, they should expect to find a lot of options so that they can make their own unique customized card for themselves. So um, you can order a card in any of 50 languages. So we've got we've pro probably got you covered. Um, we have preset cards for 17 specific allergens. So whether it's peanut or mustard, uh, the co most common priority allergens uh, and other special diets, which uh, would give get a special treatment. Um, but then we have customized cards. So if you're like me and you have multiple allergens, you can choose from up to, there's 500 different allergens that have been translated professionally. So um, you could make a card in Arabic with up to 20 of your allergens listed. So there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of um, flexibility when you create your own card. You can go with the preset option, which has a, a little icon with the slash going through it or you could have um, a, a longer list that really is tailored to your, your specific needs. 500 allergens, wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Do you find individual translators? How do you make that happen? Oh, it's, it's been a process. It, it, literally, it's, it's, there's been so many steps to get to that point where uh, it's a final product. And yes, absolutely, I, I have a, a professional translator, a translation company. It then gets professionally reviewed. I then take an extra, I took an extra step, which I'm not sure if the translation company appreciated, but I actually then went to native speakers uh, to double check the accuracy and, um, and whether this would actually, you know, talk the talk on the streets of these, of these countries. And then I took that feedback and I went back to the translation company saying, this can be done better. So I really push, push, push for accuracy every step of this process. So 500 allergens times 50 languages, you can imagine the time in project management that went into this. Well, your persistence is very strong and very appreciated. So now, did you have any challenges in working with the food industry? What would you say is your biggest challenge? Well, I think it goes without saying just getting in touch with them <laughs> because they, they are a busy, busy group. Uh, chefs, you know, to get to talk to a chef is incredibly valuable for me as well as, as waitresses, waiters. So just getting in touch, I, I, I did get some really great contacts and great conversations and research. So I really appreciate their time. But one of the most interesting insights I, I get, got from them is that you have two groups here with food service and then, you know, people with food allergies. And there's not always a very consistent message going from either party. And, you know, from the food service side, they're having, they, they encounter people that say they have a severe wheat allergy and then they catch them eating uh, croutons on their salad. And it, obviously uh, things aren't adding up. Um, and then from, from the, from our side, we some people disclose their allergies. Some people don't. I think at the end of the day, there's a lack of standardization between both groups. 
And, and that's really one of the, the main things I'm trying to tackle here is that for customers, I'm, look, I'm trying to create a, a standardized message coming from them. And then um, from the food service side and our bigger vision, it's, it's really to implement standardization in their processes that match up with the specific dietary requests. Sounds like you're trying to get everyone to speak the same language, but in a different language, maybe. <laughs> exactly, yeah. How has COVID-19 impacted Equal Eats? Uh, it, greatly, uh, but in terms of no one's traveling, these, these cards aren't really needed anymore. But I've, I've actually kind of, over the last few weeks, looked at it as a blessing in disguise. I think if I just relaunched Allergy Translation to Equal Eats overnight, I'd, I'd really be hoping that things just kind of uh, go go forward and people are traveling and cards are selling. But this has really forced me to look at uh, the company's main main goals and how I speak to the customers. What's the message? What's the social impact that we can create together? So it's not really about selling cards anymore at all. It's about really just trying to help people. And, you know, step one, once once this is launched, is is really not trying to sell a thing. It's It's giving away cards. So all of all of the English cards will be available for free for anyone to put in their allergens, make customized cards, get a preset card because as restaurants start to open up right in our own neighborhoods, we we want to help people uh, communicate effectively in the way that food service appreciates. So um, that's a main difference now is that we're just want our products out there and then as countries start opening up their borders, we will be right there celebrating country by country and helping people uh, navigate uh, those worldly choices accordingly with uh, the right right communication tools when, they, when that day comes. We're all excited and anxious for that day. So right now I could go to your website and download the card in English and start using that? Yeah, so Equal Eats will not be launched until probably the end of April. So end of April 2020, that's when we have all of the English cards for free. Everything will be implemented at that point. So allergy translation, it's a little bit of a holding site mode right now until the end of April when we do the full switch over. Is there anything else you would like to add about Equal Eats? I think the, the main thing I'm trying to get across with the new, uh, new brand, new site is that we, we have power in numbers as a community. And sometimes we're, you know, we're speaking different languages, even though we are speaking the same language. And, and, and that to me, there's a, there's so much potential here. If we really have a common voice and we are pressuring food service and, and that whole industry on, on the things that we want as a community on ways that we could dine out more safely. And we're really just, that's, that's a huge goal of mine because it's not done with any type of standardization and as the company grows, that will become a front focus uh, moving forward of unified voice and, and pressuring food industry on very achievable solutions that will just help keep us safe. Kyle, thank you so much for the work that you're doing, not only with our children, but now how you're trying to help us travel the globe and even just work and live internally in the U.S. I personally appreciate using this type of card in a restaurant because that gives me a point of conversation. So thank you for everything you do. And most of all, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate the the time and uh, thank you, Fact, for everything that you do. Thank you all for listening to Fact's Roundtable podcast. 
Stay tuned for future episodes and be sure to connect with us on social media. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.